0: Welcome to the WorkBrand Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Workbrand.com.
1: Salutations, and welcome to yet another edition of TV Talk. Here on the com, and on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, the ever inimitable Robert J. Kodowski, and I am flanked by my co host Norton. The very husky voice, Norton. Yeah. Uh yeah, we're to that time of <laughs> year. Well, and we're also getting over the con. Mm. Which
2: Yeah, we did Comic Con for four days. An hour it,
1: it it had taken its toll, at least on you.
2: Yeah, yours. You seem fucking fine. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that I get everybody's after effects.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you sound great for it.
2: Yeah, great. It doesn't last.
1: Again, you have. Um, I said Drone Crawford, but uh, what's the other Kathleen Turner, Kathleen Turner yes. voice?
2: I got so, cool, deep, sexy porn voice. So enjoy it.
1: Uh, so
2: our phone sex voice. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, we have our ultimate ending for Kevin Can Fuck Himself.
2: Yes, yeah, the series finale at long last. Called <laughs>
1: Allison's House. Now, it, like before we really get into the thick of it, is there anything that you would like to add? Uh, I mean, I already kind of called it, uh, I think, last episode. Did of you? what would happen. Yeah. I actually re-listened back to it.
2: You said Kevin was going to self-destruct?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't remember that.
1: Well, you don't remember a lot of the podcast.
2: No, I don't.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was my whole thing, because I, I said that if Neil doesn't kill Kevin, which would have been poetic, it would have been more poetic for Kevin to take care of the problem, which is himself.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Kevin is a parasite, mm-hmm. and if he has nobody to feed off of, then he can't live.
1: Now, I don't really feel like going through every bit and piece of this episode. I mean, we like can we, summarize
2: this very easily.
1: Yeah, but the thing is that, um, that's what I want to do because I'm very excited. And technically, and I didn't tell you this. Oh, um, God. What?
2: Now continue. I just don't look forward to whatever it is you're going to say.
1: Uh, probably not, but, um... The funny thing is when i watched it because i watched it last night we had just watched it maybe like an hour or so ago um i was legitimately sad why i i think it's because it's one of those things where you know somebody is down and out and sad when they could off themselves And when they have nobody to rely on. I mean, granted, Kevin did this to himself.
2: Yeah, so who cares? Fuck him.
1: I don't know. I just felt super sad, but I also felt super happy. It was like a weird juxtaposition, I I suppose you could say.
2: In a weird way, I was right because Allison becomes Kevin and she inadvertently takes care of her own problem, which is Kevin. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I think... It's worth noting that both Kevin and Neil have that... So there's a there's an interesting through line between mm-hmm. Kevin, Neil, and Pete. And it's that Pete gets into this healthy relationship with this woman that he loves, or at the very least enjoys the company of and doesn't treat her too shittily. Mm-hmm. And he ends up fine. Like, at the end of the day, he leaves, he's happy, he's done. Yeah. Neil winds up in a relationship, in an affair... With a woman he has trouble committing to because he has intimacy issues Mm. and he uses alcohol to avoid intimacy and to kind of i guess trick himself into being friends with kevin for as long as he is
0: Mm.
2: and kevin basically gets into relationships where he treats women like shit and doesn't really care about them and then drinks but because neil and kevin at one point lived in sitcom world their drinking wasn't a problem Mm-hmm. once Neil fell out of drinking world or once Neil fell out of sitcom world then the drinking became a problem Yeah, to the point where you know he had Diane and Diane was sort of helping him cope
0: mm-hmm. but
2: without Diane he really wasn't able to handle it so it's not really that surprising that when Kevin finally falls out of sitcom world which does happen mm-hmm. uh, his drinking is now a problem
1: it's exacerbated he doesn't realize yes it.
2: Neil doesn't realize it the only difference between Kevin and Neil now is that Neil has Diane and Kevin has nobody Mm -hmm. so it's not that surprising that Kevin's drinking envelops him and destroys him whereas Neil at least Diane kind of tells him like look if you want to be with me that's great but I'm sober like I don't want to I'm not fucking this up anymore so Neil shows up to her house fucking drunk
1: going on the entire skine of the episode we Start to see people fall out of Kevin's life, which ultimately leads him to what he's about to do.
2: Yeah, so we start six months after Allison has left. Mm-hmm. She is trying and failing to read Ulysses?
1: Yeah, James Joyce.
2: Yeah. Which is stupid. Like, why well, they, 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 Ulysses actually, good.
1: the funny thing is, you and I'm going to sound like a douchebag when I say this, but Ulysses was an easy read for me. It's Finnegan's Wake, the... I don't want to say sequel to Ulysses because Ulysses technically is about the longest day. Finnegan's Wake is about the longest night in literary you history.
2: Tired of saying that, do you? I swear to God, if we <laughs> comb over all the podcasts we've ever done,
1: really, you could
2: probably make a drinking game out of the number of times you've said that
1: that exact thing
2: yeah that exact like to the t like i knew exactly what you were gonna say because you said word for word the same way every time I'm
1: not fucking original anymore people <laughs> No. anyway so uh yeah and i think technically it's a metaphor because she keeps picking up the book but she can't get through like maybe the even the first chapter
2: she can't even get through the first page
1: but i mean that i think that's a metaphor for her life because she and they also like they have a couple of metaphors within this episode especially with uh, the open window that she can't get fixed because she says oh i'm gonna get it fixed but she never does it's kind of like
2: that one girl's brother but Mm -hmm. like the girl's like oh i'll see but he's kind of like a fluke so
1: But, I mean, it seems as though, like, she's putting off something, and...
2: I mean, the biggest surprise, I guess, that you can come to grips with in the beginning of the whole episode is that Mm. she's now in New Hampshire. She starts Mm -hmm. off in Maine. Like, at the end of the last episode, when she leaves, she goes to Maine. Yeah. So she is working her way through somewhere. I don't know, south, I I think uh, Patty says. Because Patty has been keeping...
1: Oh, yeah. Maine's like the most northern part of the eastern seaboard. So if you're making your way south, that would be... Where'd you say she was?
2: She's in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. But, I mean, basically what we're, I guess, left to believe is that she's trying to slowly make her way back to Worcester. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, she didn't want to leave Worcester. Yeah. And she has a life in New Hampshire. She's doing relatively well. She got a job. People seem to like her Mm -hmm. vaguely.
1: Although she is being tailed.
2: She does realize that somebody's following her. She's not 100% sure about it, but somebody is following her. Meanwhile, back in Worcester, you have Patty, who is obsessed with her, obsessed with knowing where she went and if she's okay and what she's doing. So I have to to
1: ask you, do you think, because ultimately... We don't see them like grow beyond just a hardcore friendship. Do you think there was something more to their relationship because it could be inferred?
2: No, I think I think what Patty says. So at the, at the end of the series, the last line that Patty says and that Allison agrees to is the idea that they will they will die alone together. Which I think is kind of a sweet thing because a lot of shows don't seem to respect female friendship in Mm -hmm. the sense of it just being a friendship. Yeah. And I think Patty may ultimately have deeper feelings for Allison but understands that Allison is straight and is not interested in bending in any way. Mm -hmm. And Patty's not one to like push, obviously. Because if you think about it, for somebody with in- intimacy issues, I can 100% understand Patty on this one because here well, you she are with reflects
1: this... her brother too. I mean, he has intimacy issues. So, what do you a- mean? A Patty. She no, 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 re- no.
2: I'm making a point. Okay, go on. I'm saying that because Patty has intimacy issues, having an unrequited love for Allison is perfect because she can love Allison as much as she possibly wants and mm. she never has to worry about it. Being a threat
1: Because no. Allison
2: doesn't want to be in a relationship with her She just wants to be in a friendship with her mm-hmm. So it's like a perfect situation
1: Yeah I could see that
2: You can't lose
1: No that's true uh, We do see though that
2: I'm not as... sure what this means for Allison and Sam though Because that seems a little Well uh, yeah
1: as much as we see Relationships come back Together again And are rekindled We also see relationships go away
2: What relationships are rekindled?
1: Uh, Well, obviously, Alice and Patty, um, but also Sam and Allison, kind of. But the thing is, we also see people go out of the picture as well. This episode tries to just... I don't want to say shoe off people, but they tried to You are
2: the only one who says that. This episode doesn't shoe off anyone except Pete. Pete to is me, the only one who No, at to me the everybody was shooed
1: off, but I mean the thing is that
2: that gives them closure. Yeah. That's not shooing them off. Shoeing them off would be like go, leave, get out of here.
1: Eh, yeah, I don't think that would be. Patty's the way to...
2: intimacy issues refuse to allow her and Tammy to be together. I mean, ultimately, she uses the excuse of not wanting to move. Ultimately, for Tammy the, to the break only two people up.
1: that are together though are Patty and House, <coughs> and that's it.
2: Yeah, but they're not the only people in the show left.
1: No, but I, I mean, mean that... Neil
2: technically has a bag. He looks Neil... like he's going. I mean, Patty kicked him out of the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Patty decides that she doesn't want to be weighed down anymore. So she mm-hmm. decides that she's going to kick Neil out of the house.
1: So that's one shoe off, to me.
2: But Neil's not gone, per se. He just leaves for that. No, I'm, like, I'm just, that's his, his yeah. swan song, as it were. I'm
1: not saying they're killed off. That's his closure. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying, though. like The episode off is clo- like Pete's closure is that he goes to Florida with...
1: Mm-hmm. So he shooed off.
2: Not shooed off. That's closure. like... Closure. It's not shoot off.
1: Maybe it's the writer of me, but usually when you say shoot off, it's not like that they're killed off or anything. It's just that we see the <coughs> last of them and their story is tied up.
2: Yeah, but we see the last of Allison and whatever because it's the series finale. Like, it doesn't make any sense to say shoot off. Everybody's technically shoot off. In a no,
1: not finale. Allison and Patty. Yes. No, because we, we see... never
2: see them again because the show never comes on again. So they are, by your definition, shoot off.
1: No, I don't see it that way Well,
2: yeah, because you don't understand how definitions work No,
1: I mean, I understand how certain things work And to me, they ride off into the sunset And that is not a shoe off That's a
2: shoe off it's closure They get closure The only one who doesn't really get closure is Neil Because Neil winds up in this sort of purgatory So Neil kind of does what Kevin does Where Neil wants a woman to solve his problem Hmm. Pete is the only one who succeeds in having a woman solve his problem Because he moves in with what's-her-face down in Florida And they live happily ever after, assumedly Mm. Kevin's problem solving is Molly, I think her name is Yeah, Kevin has a new
1: girlfriend They fail
2: miserably because she's smart enough to see that he's a piece of shit Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: a clingy, needy piece of shit, which is hilarious So his solution breaks down And then once Allison demands a divorce from him His second solution is broken down Mm -hmm. And Neil decides to try and get Diane to fix his life, and Diane is like, like chill, like pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to fix you before we yeah. can even think of being together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do find it interesting that... I mean, it's been six months, I think, since uh, Allison had left. Yeah, and when
2: you start out, it's six months.
1: Yeah, and it, four months in, uh, Kevin already got somebody knew.
2: not even four months in they I thought he they met said her four at the months. memorial.
1: yeah I know but it, I think there was like a two-month gap or something like that from so. six months but I have to like, re a big it.
2: party and had a thing for Allison and then at the bowling alley that's where he met like he had a memorial for her and that's where he met Molly hmm.
1: <coughs> which uh Allison has a couple of words with Just informing her of what she's about to get into.
2: Yeah, we don't get to see what Allison says to her, but my guess is it's pretty And basically
1: just, this guy's no good.
2: Yeah, assumedly. Because the next time we see Molly and she runs into Kevin and kind of has an interaction with him, perhaps her eyes are a bit more open and Mm -hmm. she's like, no, I'm good. I don't Uh, want to be a part of it. Speaking
1: of running into, I do like the fact that this episode, even though there were the sitcom world moments... Uh, the colors run into each other, so even though there's a laugh track, the colors are way more natural and muted.
2: Yeah. So, well, I mean, I think the problem with, <coughs> I guess, purgatory is that it's not a real world oh, per sorry. se. It's actually.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's
2: actually kind of a unhappy medium. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're either in sitcom world, the real world, or purgatory. Mm. Allison was trapped in purgatory for the first season. She dragged Patty into purgatory by this. The first season, Neil mm. got trapped in purgatory. Ironically enough, as soon as Allison leaves, everybody else that was in purgatory with her seems to be in the real world now. Mm-hmm. The colors are not as bright and poppy as they are in sitcom world. No, but, but they're, they're still night. Yeah, they're they're they, not as not a dark. dark tone. Yeah. except for when Kevin enters purgatory
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: when allison demands a divorce from well no sorry when kevin realizes that he's all alone mm-hmm. and that he has nobody else he enters purgatory mm-hmm. and in purgatory all the colors are dark everything mm-hmm. it's, it's actually they give him a literal hell because all of the colors around him are reddish
0: mm. he actually is trapped so. in a
2: very red hued world mm. um And yeah, I just realized it now when I'm thinking about it, because I'm like, his beard looked really orange, but I'm like, that's Mm. why, because they trap him in this sort of real-world thing. Yeah. I do want to mention the fact that, uh, I don't know the actor's name, because I'm bad at this, but the guy that plays Kevin Mm -hmm. does an excellent job of transitioning from fun loving sitcom fat man Mm. uh, to very threatening real-world. Yeah.
1: Kevin. No, yeah. He, he his, legitimately like, made me scared. I don't know,
2: yeah, like, I don't know if he has some kind of trick he does with his eyes or something, but he did an amazing job of, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the entire series that you see Kevin... Uh, he's he always like a goofball. This, he's a goofball, but he has this weird look in his eyes where it's like his eyes are sort of... Um, they look like husky, like a husky dog's you eyes. You say
1: husky, like, now that I think about it, I Or goldfish eyes. Like,
2: they look I weird.
1: I think of technically, if you're talking about hell... Um, I think of goat.
2: Yes, he does kind he of has goat like eyes.
1: There's a reason why people relate goats to Satan, because their eyes are and I love goats. I'm a Capricorn, but I love goats, but their eyes are evil.
2: I mean, the weird part about Kevin's eyes is that he looks like he's always the opposite of cross eyed. Mm-hmm. Like he's looking two different directions, he looks like a chameleon. He has like chameleon. Uh, eyes. Yeah. And then when Serious Mode comes on, all of a sudden his eyes are 100% Mm -hmm. focused. Like he looks like a predator. Mm -hmm. The the whole look is gone. Mm -hmm. Gone is that cherub face. Gone is that happy grin. Gone are those adorable like doofy eyes. The whole thing is like Mm -hmm. done. Now he is 100% serious threat man. Mm -hmm. And it is... Frightening how well he does it like props to him. That's a a great job right there
1: So I mean, are you saying that there's at least one redeemable quality about this series? No,
2: I still hate this series (laughs) and I'm glad it's gone. Uh, I will say that in terms of finales I think this series does a good job of having a series finale. mm -hmm. I do think that it offers the audience a relatively rich Closure for most if not all of the characters. Mm -hmm. I think Kevin's closure was a little weird only because It seemed like again a little too good to be true situation But I kind of understand it. I mean again if you if you look at Kevin as a predator that only hunts people that are weaker than him Mm. And you consider the fact that he hunted Allison when she was at her most vulnerable her most weak And he kind of helped keep her there for as long as he could Mm. when she comes back and she's a much stronger, much more capable person. He doesn't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. So he tries to be threatening. Yeah. And he succeeds. Like, he is a very threatening person. But Allison obviously doesn't care anymore. Like, she is, she's, gives no fucks now. She mm-hmm. gives no quarter. She's not under his spell no. anymore. Yeah. And so when he... When she makes the idea of like, oh, I want to get a divorce, and he's like, I'll destroy you. She's like, let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. like give it your well, worst. Well, he said, yeah, do your which, worst. Go ahead, say it. I know you want to. What your pun?
1: What, what are you talking about?
2: You were like, oh, this would have been the perfect opportunity for her to say, "Do your worster."
1: Oh, your worster, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no. Even the, uh, the funny thing, and I did realize this, um, which was an interesting way to uh, go about when she says, I want a divorce. If, because you usually, in sitcom worlds, because they're still in sitcom world, I even do, though...
2: Neither of them ever wear a ring in this, in this series, I don't think.
1: No, it's true. Like,
2: the entire time they're in there, I don't think yeah. they ever wear a ring. No.
1: Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, they're still in sitcom world, even though they're really hashing it out in legitimate circumstances. Uh, it's because you still hear the laugh track and whatnot because Kevin's trying to eke his way out of like a tr- like her trying to get out of the relationship.
2: Kevin is trying to intimidate her. As He's he trying to in intimidate past, her. And it has succeeded.
1: But the like when she says, "I want a divorce and I mean it," it's the first time within this entire series because again, you usually hear the laugh track that the audience technically is on her side and they go, Ooh. Yes. Which is interesting. And then e- when she reiterates that, I honestly want to say that there's like somebody in the background, one of the audience members that's like, yeah, like they, they're they totally. Are happy for her. Yeah. Yes. Which is inter- Yeah. Which I think is a cool thing.
2: I mean, if you think about it, that's the last, thing he loses Mm -hmm. before he loses everything. Mm -hmm. You know, he's lost Allison, he's lost Neil, he's lost his father and now he loses sitcom world. He's lost his blissful ignorance. Yeah. And once she calls his bluff on destroying her and leaves, he does the only thing that I guess he knows how to do because in a narcissist's mind, the best way to sort of make someone suffer is to, I guess, in your own weird mental... You would think that he would say, well, she made me do this. Mm. So she's going to like come and see my dead body and see this burned down house and realize what she did. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have to live with that for the rest of her life. So oh, in yeah. his mind, I think he's that's his last act of power over her. Yeah. His last act of revenge is to say, like you know... Because the thing he burns to start the whole fire is... Well, on,
1: he burns her... He burns uh, all of her things in yeah, her jacket. Can,
2: but the thing he sets on fire to start the fire... It's, yeah, her it's her passport, passport with a yeah. picture on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: He takes alcohol, he drinks it, and then he passes it out on the couch. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much alcohol somebody can take. Yeah. And then he basically just lets the fire go. So at some point, I'm guessing the trash can tips over eventually. I don't think that's how trash do like, work.
1: But do you think that it was an <clears throat> accidental thing? I think he legitimately just said, like, I have nobody. Life is worth uh, not worth living. And... I'm just gonna off myself.
2: I think, again, unconsciously he, consciously I think he decided to burn every remnant of her because he was mad at her, but unconsciously I think he was saying, if this leads to my death, it's her fault.
1: Hmm. And then, I mean, yeah, I could see him. We just don't see how the Kevin the, gets the last knocked lap. over,
2: or how the rest of the house catches on fire. We just know the rest of the house catches on fire no. because Patty gets a phone call hmm. that the rest that the house is on fire from Neil, yeah. no less. I think. Mm-hmm. So we know that Kevin succeeds in setting the house on fire. We never find out if there's a body in the house. So my personal, like, conspiracy theory mind would say. Maybe he just did what Allison wanted to do, but he did it better. Maybe he faked his own death.
1: I mean, it could be, but the thing is that, judging by <coughs> what uh, a Patty feels and judging
2: by everyone's reactions, yeah, he's there's probably a good chance dead. He's dead. Yes, there's there's a I solid mean,
1: chance he's dead. speaking of being dead. Um, the other thing that was tied up was um nick apparently nick had died from his coma so well, they don't tammy have to worry was about tied
2: up too because Tammy was tied so, up too. tammy tammy's closure is kind of sad but understandable uh basically she tracks down allison she's the one that has been tailing allison tracks down allison puts together the puzzle pieces of what she did and why she did it And then tells her, like, I'm not going to go after you. I think you were in the right. I understand why you did what you did. And that's it. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. good. Then Tammy kind of gives Patty an ultimatum and says, like, look, I can't live in Worcester with you. We need to move or that's it. Mm -hmm. Patty's like, well, then I guess that's it. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So then Tammy leaves. That's the end of Tammy's story is the idea that Tammy desperately wants Patty to move on. Yeah. And in a weird way, Patty is kind of a tragic figure because she has decided that she's going to cling to allison regardless of what she might want regardless of how she might feel and that's it like allison is her horse and she's sticking with her and again Mm -hmm. like i said i think in one of my predictions it would be the the kevin neal dynamic but with allison and
0: and tammy yeah
2: you just don't have sitcom world attached to it
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but they're both agreeing to sort of together with each other. I agree. And I have a feeling it is going to be like the Kevin dynamic because I can definitely see Allison getting back together with Sam mm. at least down the line and Patty just sort of being this weird drunken loner.
1: Oh, and, um, and before I forget, and I meant to bring this up while, while we were watching the episode, but and I'm sure this <coughs> was a conscious effort on the creators' part who obviously wrote and directed the last episode. Um when Kevin gets new girlfriend Molly, the girlfriend looks vaguely like um who was the one that um replaced Leah Remini's character?
2: No, 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 you're thinking of the wrong thing, so
1: because they, I mean they Kevin replace her, wait, yeah
2: and Kevin can wait his original wife looks like Molly. And then they replaced oh, her with okay. Leah Remini so they could have the King of Queens reunion. okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, but, you know, it's I noticed it too when I was watching it because mm. I'm like, did they really get the same actress? Because that mm-hmm. would have been hilarious if they did. Yeah, and no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I did look it up, but mm-hmm. his first wife in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she didn't test well. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. got killed off
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: they brought in Leah Remini.
1: Yeah.
2: Because it's CBS and they don't really know how to do originality. Mm-hmm.
1: But, I mean, I thought that was, like, a conscious thing on their part. Yeah, I kind
2: of wonder if that was a... Like, again, if that was the actual actress, which I didn't look up, and I'm not really... I don't really care to. But if that was her, then Mm -hmm. to, like, hats off to them for Mm -hmm. that, you know, deep cut, as it were.
1: But, I mean, the thing is that it seems as though...
2: No, I don't like this show.
1: I'm not saying like I will give it credit it's like pulp fiction.
2: I can give it credit where credit is due, but I still hate pulp fiction.
1: I did not like
2: this show. I did not need to watch this show. I am glad that it's over and I was happy to watch the (laughs) series finale because it means I never have to watch another fucking episode ever.
1: We're gonna do a rewatch and we're gonna do another podcast on the rewatch.
2: My it's over. We know what happens.
1: Just to make you suffer.
2: No, I don't wanna hear Um, her stupid accent anymore
1: see the thing is like i because apparently you had seen the show with a friend and his whole thing is he hated the bostonian accent to me i don't really hear it only because i'm so used to it
2: why where have you where why you don't know that many Bostonians. No,
1: I don't. But I mean, I just—I get, guess I got used to the accent. So. Wow. Like, I don't know. I mean, when I listen to British people talk, it doesn't sound British to me. It just sounds like regular talk.
2: Wow, that is probably the single most insane thing you have ever said.
1: <laughs> I can say more insane Like that things,
2: is the but... most snobbish thing I think I've ever heard you say. I don't hear accents. I'm mm. um, just too high
1: above them.
0: Yeah.
2: Like hey, motherfucker, please. Everybody hears accents. That's. Some
1: I don't bullshit. know. Even the the Bostonian accent. I just like. Yeah, I hear it here Park and there.
2: have and have a yacht. It's super annoying. I don't know.
1: To me, that sounds like that sounds amazing. And maybe because I like the accent. That's why I don't, like, really pick up on it, because I'm like, oh, it just sounds that's like music to my ears. That's
2: even Then you would definitely recognize it, because you'd be like, oh, it's enjoyable Well, to okay, to.
1: let me phrase it this way. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's it a big difference. It doesn't bother me to the point where I notice it. I it's better. a
2: very heavy accent.
1: And I'm fine with it. I mean, Apparently again, you're I not.
2: No, I don't like her. I just, I really don't like her. I'm not a huge fan of Patty's either, but Patty I can tolerate because I like the actress and I like the character. I don't like Allison at all. I don't like the actress they got for her. And again, this is just in this part. I don't know her from Schitt's Creek. I never watched it. Mm -hmm. I don't know her from any other part. But I know based on this show alone, I don't like her for this part, and I don't like Allison at all anyway. So to me, total fail. Neil's fine. Kevin is fine. Great actor. Great actor on both ends. Diane's fine. Diane's fine. Great actor. The fucking father. Pete is fine. Great actor. <laughs> I just... I fucking hate you, her. Okay, goodness. okay. You and I hate her character.
1: That's... That's
2: my main problem with the series is I could never get behind her because so, I never liked her anyway.
1: And this is just like a weird random question, but would you have liked the ending more if Allison were to die. Because oh, I would you don't love it like if Allison
2: died. I would have, that would have been fucking amazing.
1: Alright, well. If
2: Kevin had killed Allison in a drunk rage mm-hmm. and said like, oh, like if I can't have you, no one will, mm-hmm. I would have been all for it. That would have been like the day, man.
1: Just want to see where this is at.
2: Okay. I also feel like that would have been a much more like realistic ending, all things considered. Because mm-hmm. as an abused woman, she got off real easy. And, like, let me not get that taken out of context because, yes, that sounds horrible. It does
0: sound horrible. No,
2: I mean, for most abused women, it's very hard to get away from your abuser. It's very hard to face your abuser if you do go back. Mm. And it's very hard to get them to sort of leave you alone. Like, that's the main part that's difficult about leaving when you're in an abusive relationship. So Allison is this sort of unicorn of a domestic violence victim where she not only leaves – but she comes back, faces her abuser, when he's actually about to be abusive to her, no less, mm. and then fucking, like, walks out on him, head held high, and she has the fucking luck that he kills himself as opposed to actually doing what he said, which was destroy her. Because he probably could if he wanted to. I mean, he, Because that's what they did. He do. could
1: because, I mean, he apparently is very effective in getting shit done that's the only thing he's talented at it doesn't really have that much intelligence but i mean if he wants something done he can get it done but i also took it as a veiled threat an empty threat
2: no he is yeah again i do think it's weird that if we're going to be pointing out odd things in the series finale then i would probably point out the fact that for the first six months that Allison is gone, Kevin is fine because he immediately shacks up with somebody else.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: As soon as she comes back, drives the other person away, he is destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's lost Pete and he's lost Neil at this point, but he kind of doesn't really equate them to being that important. He, like, the problem with Kevin is that he doesn't recognize the people in his life that are important to him mm-hmm. until they're gone. But he never has that moment of revelation, like, oh, I missed you or anything. He even says at one point to Molly when she's, like, running down a conversation they had, he's like, oh, how come you don't have that kind of memory when you ordered pizza? And she looks at him and he goes, oh, that was the other one. Doesn't even say her name, doesn't Mm -hmm. acknowledge that she's a separate person, just says the other one. Mm -hmm. So, shit, I forgot my point.
1: (laughs) I I do want to, before I forget, I do want to say that the...
2: Oh yeah, that when, was my point. What? So it's a little weird to me that he decides to kill himself because that means that in his mind he can't find anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I find is weird because why? it's like... Well, again, he was alive before Allison. There's no reason why he can't be alive after Allison.
1: I mean, the, the interesting thing in <coughs> um, suicides, especially when it comes to musicians or People that are very famous that have off themselves um, is that usually there's alcohol involved. Oh, so
2: not even with just famous. Like generally, I think they said eighty or ninety percent of suicides involve mm-hmm. alcohol.
1: That's so, a big. Factor. So I mean, the thing is that I mean he would have had to been that drunk. That's
2: why I kept saying they were like death teasing us with Neil.
1: Yeah, um, but I mean, Neil seemed to be kind of like all right. He's a woefully misunderstood person and uh obviously he could do something like just take his own life but i didn't see where the series really would fit that in anywhere well as again to Ke- kevin
2: neil had diane
1: yeah who, who has everything neil, to lose yeah
2: like neil found an island mm-hmm. to grab onto kevin burned both of his islands mm-hmm. so now he has nothing yeah And I mean, again, like I said, he's a narcissist. So for him, Mm -hmm. if he's going to make a quote-unquote cry for help, he's not going to do it in a healthy way.
1: Yeah, (laughs) He's going to set
2: fire to his house and accidentally die.
1: The (coughs) one thing that I want to say before I forget um, is I do like, because this series itself doesn't really employ a lot of music, but when it does, it does masterfully. They employed apparently – take a gender swap on this girl's in love with you um by I want to say Bert Bacharach if I'm not mistaken at the very end uh like
2: when Patty and her on the stairs
1: no I mean it was like a whole through line uh, it started when uh, Neil, uh, Neil uh when Kevin started the fire I mean, if you know the song, you know the song. Apparently, you don't know the song. I didn't
2: even remember them playing music for that.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I buried most of that episode once it ended. Yeah.
1: Um, well, but they also employed uh, an old school. I don't remember that. I don't know the name of that song, but like an old, almost Ugh. Bioshocky yeah, uh, sounding song. Twenty
2: song. Yeah. Fucking hate that shit. Oh, here's mm. the other reason that the finale didn't bother is me for the rest of the series, sorry, that being a uh, very drunk. I'm on cold meds. I'm not drunk. Actually, they wore off. So maybe I am drunk. But anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. One of the major things that drove me nuts about Allison was her fixing her hair every five seconds. She doesn't do it once it's brown or black. She doesn't touch it at all.
1: Yeah. She never touches it
2: once in the fucking finale. Yeah. Which if they had just done that during the series, I might have hated her just to scotch less.
1: See like I don't mind that. I actually Oh god, it drove me insane. To be fair and to be <clears> throat> quite, throat> You're gonna
0: fix my fucking hair. To, Get be, a fucking
1: crunchy. to be quite honest, I actually like that character trait of Ugh. hers.
2: I hated so much about that character.
1: I mean like I, I pretty it, much everything. The funny thing is that yes, um I love Patty as well, but I think my favorite character in the entire series was Allison.
2: Well yeah, that's not surprising.
1: How's that not surprising? Uh, I'm not so much of an Allison. No comment. (laughs) I mean, I like her. She's cool. Um, Granted, she, in your world view, (coughs) is basically getting off scot-free. I mean, you would, like, in your whole thing... You would like to see some justice done. In your mind, that would be Allison dying. She does get off
2: scot free. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, she gets played to be the hero. Mm hmm. And it's like. I mean, I I honestly thought for a minute there that Kevin was going to die in the house fire, but then it was going to spread to Patty's house and kill her too. And I thought that Mm would have made perfect sense because it would have been the two people in the series. That are incapable of growth.
1: I mean, that would make sense, but I mean, that would have been a little too bleak.
2: Patty refuses to grow as a human being. She refuses. No, she does. And that's, I think, why she sticks so hardly to Allison. Mm -hmm. Because Allison is sort of like her proxy.
0: Yeah. It's like she she gets to live
2: vicariously through Allison. I mean, she doesn't actually have to, like, make an effort or go outside or try. She has Allison to go and live all that.
1: No, because she could have had a beautiful life with Tammy.
2: (coughs) She could have had a very nice life with Tammy.
1: And she could have, like, extricated and cut out the cancer that is Allison. She could have. But, no, and I think that's why the last line of let's die alone together is that much more poignant. Because it's one of those things where it's kind of like, we've resigned ourselves to our shitty lives. Let's be shitty together.
2: Well... I mean, Tammy, well, Tammy, Patty has at the very least. Hmm. I don't believe Allison for a second.
1: Get on? I no. think Allison would be fine with that because, no. I mean, she does love Patty.
2: She does, but she also wants the D, hence Sam. Hmm. She's definitely going to keep seeing Sam.
1: I mean, uh, That's so. That's going to be a thing. Do you think it would have. I think helped? eventually
2: what will happen is Patty will live in the downstairs. Allison and Sam will live in the upstairs. Well, yeah, like adult bunk beds. she kicked out mm-hmm. Neil, so now somebody's got to
1: live in yeah. the upstairs. So, I mean, do you think that the episode itself would have maybe resonated a little better if they tied up the whole Sam and Allison thing? Because they don't really tie it up.
2: No, they don't. That is one of the few loose ends that it's in the episode. And frankly, I don't think they want to tie it up because, again, they want that weird, ambiguous... Hmm. Allison-Patty relationship to be, like, mystical in the air. Like, oh, "Oh, they could be lesbians. It's like, dude, they're not going to be lesbians. Like, just
1: let this go. But the thing is that when we were watching the episode, I think you might have said, like, is this the part where they're going to kiss? Because you were anticipating it.
2: Because it looked like they really wanted to push for... No, I said that I guess she really is in love with Allison. Because when Tammy... When push comes to shove and Tammy is like, Patty, you need to move. Like, uh-huh. we, we can't be together unless we move. Uh-huh. And Patty decides, like, no, she's going to dig her heels in and stay. She's only staying in Worcester for Allison uh-huh. because she knows eventually or she hopes eventually that Allison will come back to Worcester.
0: She may say it's
2: because of her business and her brother and some other bullshit excuses, Mm. but at the end of the day, Tammy and everybody else knows she's staying for Allison. So
1: do you think that, I mean, that's her holding a torch for Allison?
2: Again, I think she's realistic about it. I think for somebody with intimacy issues, it's a perfect situation. She doesn't, she never has to grow or evolve as a person because Allison is not a threat. Mm. Allison is a relationship she can have that is safe. Yeah. she can put all of her emotions and all of her feelings and all of her love in Allison and as long as it comes off in the guise of friendship it'll be fine now mm. that's not to say that later on down the line in a series that may never happen or hopefully we never have to see because <laughs> god fuck I hate Allison so much if
1: they but uh, if they ever decided and to and do another <laughs> series then I will review it myself you don't have to
2: well yeah no fuck but although I'd
1: like it, to if
2: they ever went down and did it I have a feeling it would be one of those situations where Allison would be with Sam and mm. Patty would be the new Neil third wheel.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, it would just be Allison and Sam kind of living in sitcom world with Patty in there every now and again. Mm. And who knows? Maybe at this point if Neil's not dead, him and Diana are part of it. Who knows?
1: Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I believe and we're going to wrap <coughs> it up in a couple of minutes. Worst uh,
2: comes to worst, Allison just uses Sam for sex from then on. Yeah. And never actually gets into I mean, I
1: like the way it mm-hmm. ended. Uh, that's what I was going to say, ultimately. Um, I don't know how you feel about just the series as a whole, including this episode. I hated it. But, I mean, did you think that it wrapped it up nicely? Or I already do you... said that. But, I mean, so it, it to, to you, it's more of like the a nice package. Altogether. I mean, there's no, not. Like... I hated the series. No, I know you said that. But I, I
2: already said the finale was fine. I thought for a finale, it was a good finale. It had a lot of. It tied up a lot of loose ends for side characters. It gave good closure.
1: Did it do the entire series justice, is what I'm there's asking. There's no
2: way to do the series justice. It's a shitty series. Like, there, you can't. It, win it, here. But,
1: but the thing is that they.
2: They killed the guy who ran Sitcom World, so mm-hmm. Sitcom World disappeared, and that's it. There's really nothing else to, to look at. like
1: So you don't it, see it as a, like a part of the bigger picture within the series itself? What you bigger just... picture? Okay, what I'm going to oh, say... What the
2: fuck you're saying?
1: What I'm going to say is I believe that the finale actually was beautiful and it had a certain element to the bigger picture of the series as a whole. Granted, it's only two seasons, but I think that it made sense. There was no possible way that you could say well this is the series and this is the finale you can't differentiate like you can't differentiate the two
2: you can't do that with any series that's the whole no point. sometimes
1: like you could have a really good ending episode and the series sucks name it's possible. one
2: series that has a really good ending episode and i'm the rest of the series going
1: sucks. to because i haven't I would seen name it. this one See, so you differentiate, you differentiate, you don't see it as a part of a whole thing
2: No, it is a part of the thing because it's in the series
1: I don't, I don't think you're getting what I'm saying I understand what
2: you're trying to say, but it makes no fucking sense Why? Because the series finale is in the series No matter how you might look at it,
1: all the series But no, you're seeing this episode as something possibly good, but the rest of the series sucks
2: you can have good episodes in a shitty series.
1: But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there that... There
2: were 15 seasons of Supernatural. There was like five yeah, good seasons. exactly.
1: But what I'm saying is I see this finale as just... Because a, you
2: liked the series as a mm-hmm, whole.
1: That's all I was saying.
2: That, that, that has nothing to do... Like, it's not an argument.
1: No, You're I asking mean, I me was... me if
2: I like the finale better than the entire series? Yeah. Yes, because the, it the, ended the, the fucking series. The sum of the whole part... No, it just ended the series, and that's all I wanted. It did the job, which was to make sure I never have to watch the show again.
1: Well, to me, dear audience, I will say that the finale is just another piece of the puzzle. It's, the series is incomplete without it.
2: Yes, because the series can't end without a finale. No, but Even I mean, I'm can. saying like, like all episodes
1: were awesome.
2: No, it was a horrible series, and I hate uh, it.
1: So say if you. To me, again, the entire series is amazing.
2: The series gets an F.
1: <laughs> and to to counterbalance that, I will say the series gets an A. plus 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 plus.
2: All the Fs.
1: And all the A's. An F you in the A, so there. Really? But <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I. I I am kind of glad that i didn't that being said i'm kind of oh, glad
2: well, i did realize something what that you didn't notice what that they sort of put on its head as you like to say so often as a general rule fire is used as a symbolic sign of change
1: Mm-hmm. and yet oh you know what series, i meant to say that too
2: nothing really changed because Allison didn't leave Worcester, mm. Patty didn't leave yeah. Worcester. No, that's true. They both but just wind up sitting on I, the stoop I like meant, they were on the pilot.
1: I meant to you say because fire's rebirth. So
2: change, rebirth, same difference.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean yeah, I did kind of notice that too. But I didn't notice the whole like, well, nothing changes. Uh I was actually gonna start off this episode. This podcast saying, like, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Which is true.
2: I mean, it's sitcom 101. Nothing Mm -hmm. can change. That's the point of a sitcom.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You're supposed to take a half an hour, have something incredibly weird or strange happen, and then at the end of the day, everything's fine.
1: I mean, the only thing (laughs) that I would have possibly liked and the only thing that could have made the episode a perfect hundred uh, would have been if they ended up in sitcom world again. Or if we knew that there's a laugh track behind there somewhere
2: i mean again i don't think that would have made sense only because sitcom world seems to be reserved for people who are who prey on those that are like parasites basically Hmm. because sitcom world was again it was allison's mother and it was kevin and that was it yeah it was two people that used other people to make themselves feel better the whole hurt people hurt people shit yeah and weirdly enough I guess the other part of sitcom world would have to be charisma, because Allison doesn't have any charisma, Patty doesn't have any charisma, Neil doesn't have any charisma, but Kevin and her mother did, mm. and that's the thing. It's like people mistaken charisma for, or narcissism, I guess, for charisma.
0: Yeah, and no, they that's fair. You know, true.
2: Attracted to the light, and then then they're fired, and it's like, oh God, now I'm trapped here and I can't get out. Yeah. And that's what sitcom world is. It's that. Allure. Yeah, I can see
1: that. I can see that.
2: And none of the people that were left had it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Tammy was way too down to earth. was a sad uh, yeah, sack. I mean, Allison's a piece
1: of shit. The only good people that are worth really checking up on are Tammy and uh, Sam.
2: I don't really like Tammy.
1: I like Tammy. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I mean, she only wanted, like, something good in her life. I mean, I can only speculate that being a detective for so long will take its toll on you.
2: Eh, I mean, I think Tammy's problem is that she She didn't realize that Patty was a dead end sooner I think she kind of gave her a benefit of the doubt that she shouldn't have And being a detective, she should have known better But as they say, love makes you do stupid things and go against your nature
1: That's true And that being (laughs) said
2: Oh my god, did they actually score points? When the fuck did that happen?
1: square points.
2: Yeah, apparently they no, I mean,
1: yeah, those are 3 runs in.
2: When the fuck did that happen?
1: I don't know, but I mean, now that we're talking it's about baseball, stupid man. baseball, that 6th inning uh 6th
2: inning, why you you scored in the game. Okay,
1: well, that speaking of which, we should end this <laughs> podcast. You are worse for wear and Norton's out. Uh, I'm out too <laughs> and maybe next time we do a podcast for tv it'll be about something you care for
2: wouldn't that be interesting
1: uh well we'll have to see um i do want to plug norton really quickly uh, you're doing um a new thing for the work print which would be
2: oh, i'm covering the winchester the winchesters
1: which her and i had seen at uh, comic-con
2: yes it's a supernatural
1: spinoff that follows the love story of john and mary winchester and I'm uh, super i mean, excited w- <laughs> and you say that without any irony, right?
2: Uh no, 100% irony. I this oh, really? is a story that does not need to be told and this is a show that does not need to exist. All right, well,
1: if you love Norton's biting sarcasm, then you might want to check out the com. I really don't understand
2: be. why Supernatural is like this weird cult.
1: Apparently they are, but um
2: that's it well yeah that's it
1: yeah that's it all right so thank you for listening i hope you uh, i hope you've enjoyed this entire journey uh from beginning to end with kevin and his demise beginning to fiery end yes uh and that's that so norton's out norton's out and kajowski's out